0: calcium channel blockers. They target the voltage-gated L-type calcium channels. And there's two different types of calcium channel blockers. There's dihydropyridines as well as non-dihydropyridines. The dihydropyridines are going to consist of medications such as amlodipine, felodipine, nicardipine, nifedipine, isratipine, so basically any medication with the suffix dipines are going to be the dihydropyridines of the calcium channel blocking class. So what makes dihydropyridines different from non-dihydropyridines? Dihydropyridines are going to block those L-type calcium channels, but in the smooth muscle. While the non-dihydropyridines are going to block those L-type calcium channels again, but in the cardiac muscle. All right. So some examples of non-dihydropyridines are going to be verapamil and diltiazem. And so because they are acting upon the cardiac muscle, we know that verapamil are going to act upon the SA node and the AV node so that we can decrease the heart rate. But I just want to emphasize that all calcium channel blockers, they work to treat hypertension. Okay, and calcium channel blockers also can treat stable angina. Now let's talk more about dihydropyridines. So these dihydropyridines such as amlodipine, felodipine, it's going to cause vasodilation of the peripheral arteries, it's going to reduce afterload, it's going to vasodilate the coronary arteries, essentially reducing the myocardial oxygen demand. And so you can see why these calcium channel blockers are going to treat hypertension. Now, in particular, we have some specific dihydropyridine medications such as IV nicardipine or clavidipine that are going to treat hypertensive emergency. And also looking at another dihydropyridine such as nifedipine, it's going to treat hypertension in pregnancy or postpartum individuals. It's important to keep in mind that to treat Reynolds syndrome, we can either use nifedipine or mlodipine. Now looking into subarachnoid hemorrhages, actually, nemodipine can prevent those vasospasms after a subarachnoid hemorrhage, and what nemodipine would do is vasodilate those cerebral vessels. Let's move back to non-dihydropyridines. They have antiarrhythmic properties and that they would help with atrial fibrillation as well as atrial flutter. Now, in particular, we have verapamil that can be used as a migraine prophylaxis. Let's look at adverse effects. So, dihydropyridines can cause lightheadedness, headaches, flushing, peripheral edema, and in particular, dihydropyridines can cause reflex tachycardia that is especially caused by nifedipine. Now, moving back to verapamil, which is a non-dihydropyridine, it can cause constipation, gingival hypertrophy, and if we look at the, the I guess, the, the adverse effect of all calcium channel blockers, it can worsen heart failure due to Hypotension, so hypo-o-tension, and can increase sympathetic activity as well. So these, this is an overview of calcium channel blockers. So know your dihydropyridines and your non-dihydropyridines, where they act upon. So dihydropyridines act upon the smooth muscle, while the non-dihydropyridines act upon the cardiac muscle. Remember the medications associated with each of those categories, and that you know calcium channel blockers can treat stable angina as well as hypertension. And know which medication is used for hypertensive emergencies, uh, for, uh, for pregnant women, and etc. Have a nice one.